This episode of The Morning Skate is brought to you by Hockey Fights T1D or Type 1 Diabetes. Registration for the fourth annual Fall Freeze, a draft-style charity hockey game hosted by Hockey Fights T1D is now open. If you are interested in a fun afternoon of hockey and fundraising for Type 1 Diabetes, please join us on September 30th at the New Hartford Rec Center. For more information or to register, please visit them on Facebook or at HockeyFightsT1D.org. On! You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! August 10th, morning skate. Ked, Ked and Hal, how it up? How's it going? DJ Zoomy's also in attendance. Say what up. What's up, boys? Can I get an air horn really quick whenever you get a quick second? Just drop that in whenever. So, yeah, August 10th, uh, we're going to do NHL in the news, new beer league frustration thing. We'll do a couple voicemails. There it is. And then we're gonna and then we're gonna end with three stars. So we're gonna jump right into it. So first things first, about a week ago, Mike Fisher hung him up in Nashville. Uh, after 17 seasons, the Nashville captain decided to call it quits, dude. And to be honest with you, I don't know why he didn't do it sooner. Every morning now he gets to wake up to Carrie Underwood. He doesn't have to go to the rink. He literally just gets to hang out with her all day and all of our country music fans. Uh, couple questions for you. One, what do you think this does for Nashville down the middle? Secondly, who do you think the new captain is going to be in the Nashville Predators? And that's pretty much all I got on that. So what, what do you have, Hal? Well, you kind of just threw those questions at me out of left field. I want to preface this by saying I am so fucking over Nashville. I, we have talked about Nashville consistently for like three months now, as has the hockey community, about how it's a big hockey place and how it's blowing up and it's a great scene. Fuck that. I would rather kill myself than play professional hockey in the state of Tennessee. There's a reason why the taxes are so low. It's a fucking shitty state, and it's fucking shitty people. So I'm really fucking over this whole Nashville thing. Mike Fisher, did he have a good career? Questionable at best. How many cups zero? I mean, he was a he was a solid role player. Don't get me wrong. But, like, the guy scored 20 goals six times. I don't think that's really role play. That's a pretty good player, man. I think on a Stanley Cup contending team, he is your quintessential second line. Center. I think on a Stanley Cup contending team, he's a third line center. Well, maybe right now, but I think if you put all of his career into one thing, he's a second line center on a Stanley Cup contending team. Really, right now, probably not because he's old and he's slow, and I get that. But like in his prime, he's a fucking great player. On a Stanley Cup contending team, I think he proved that he lost in the finals twice, so maybe he was suited for the third role. He was hurt, dude. I don't know. Here's my problem with Mike Fisher. Obviously, it's awesome <laughs> to think to yourself, yes, Mike Fisher is going to be banging Carrie Underwood. They're going to be having a great life. Dude, like, he's just some, like, Catholic goody two-shoes. Christian, really... man, don't, don't come on. I, what, I honestly don't know the difference. It's 2017. They're all the same to me. I just don't get the hype behind him. I don't know what Carrie Underwood sees in him. He kind of looks like a caveman from a Geico commercial. Like, I don't think he's a good-looking dude. I think he's a great-looking 
Dude, his face is jacked the fuck up. And I don't even think he's ever took a stick to the face. He's got a nice set of cheekbones. I don't know. I just... I. He was a good role player, but I think people are blowing it out of proportion because it's kind of a slow off season. I think if he knew going in that this that last year was his last year, there would have been more hype about it. And it would have been over now. I don't know. I mean, he put up 42 points last year. That's pretty good. Most guys don't retire that young. I think Nashville screwed down the middle. They signed, what, Nick Bonino? Yeah. And Ryan Johansson's coming off surgery. so Huge contract for him now, too. I think it will – I don't know. I think Nashville's going to regress next year. As for the captain – uh, that's a tough call. I mean, my go-to would maybe be Yossi just because he's been there the longest, but I wouldn't mind if they made P.K. Subban their captain just because I think that would piss Montreal that more off, and that always makes me happy. What a segue, man. P.K. Subban. We're going to jump right into it. P.K. Subban uh, just reached a million Twitter followers. I think it's the first active NHL player to do so. And now we're bringing in BizDev Dale, who wants to talk marketing, marketing major. What do you got on P.K. Subban? Do you think he's the most marketable player in the NHL? You know, boys, I, I really do. I think... P.K. Subban, the way he brands himself, the way everything he goes, he's an electric player. I was fortunate enough to see him up at the Bell Center up in Montreal against the Rangers, watching that guy warm up. He's electric. He just gets the people going. I think he's got a lot going for him, especially uh, bringing in the African-American community. I believe that he just he just sets himself apart as an electric, exciting player, and I do believe that he's the most marketable. And there's a reason for that. He has one million followers on, on the... Instagram. So. Decent clout. Guy's got great clout. Great clout. Okay. Uh, I, I, I tend to agree with him in a sense. He, he is kind of – there's not really many players like him that kind of just go out and do their thing and they don't really give a fuck. Uh, and I think the African-American thing kind of plays a serious role there too because I think over the last couple of years you've seen more and more black players come in the NHL and I think that's kind of – I mean, that's sweet and they're all pretty good. So now I know you disagree with the whole marketing – aspect of P.K. Subban, so what do you got, Al? Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand how you're going to sit here and tell me that P.K. Subban's the most marketable player in the NHL when Sidney Crosby just won, like, his third Stanley Cup. Connor McDavid's 19 years old. He's electric. He has hot girls at the awards show. I understand that Sidney Crosby is kind of like a boring guy overall, but from a pure hockey standpoint, it pretty much markets itself. Whereas P.K., I don't think he's most marketable. I think he's most controversial, which maybe you'll argue fucking Gary Vanderchuk that that's a good thing that any clout is good clout, but I just, I don't, I just have so many problems with P.K. Subban still, like, I think he has so many followers, because he's exactly, he is, I've said this before, the J.J. Watt of the NHL, everything he does is not about the community and giving back, it's about me, 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 plenty of guys on every NHL team go out to charity events, constantly, constantly but they don't fucking take videos and make it a big ball and act like i'm the best ever and i do it for the kids every guy in the nhl does it for the kids and the troops read a fucking book pk subban i'm not going to take away from the fact that he did do that thing he donated all that money to the hospital that's awesome but sometimes i just don't think his heart's in the right place and he cares more about what he's wearing when he walks into the rink than how he's actually playing and if you actually want to be the most marketable player in the NHL and have all NHL fans behind you, maybe you should stop fucking turtling. Damn. It's a hot take. Get your cloud up. All right, and now we're going to move on to our last thing. Are you going to add anything, dude? Or are you I mean, just the fucking honestly, host? Well, I am, I am the fucking host, first and foremost. But, I mean, clout is, is the perception of how people view you. And I, he's got great clout, dude. He may be controversial and all that shit, but 
from a marketing standpoint, I think you could argue Connor McDavid, you can argue Sidney Crosby just because they're the two best players in the game. But if you take away like their actual playing ability and just like what they do for the game and like on ice and yeah, you know what, dude, like people do go and they do donate to charity, they do go to hospitals and shit like that. But in a sense of clout, in a sense of getting your name out there, promoting yourself, all that type of stuff, I don't think anybody comes close to PK. I just, I, I don't understand how you can say the most marketable player plays in fucking Nashville. Like, how many times is Nashville on TV? Three times a year? They, sh- the most marketable player in the NHL should be somebody. Bizdev Dale's fucking up behind the scenes. Yeah. It should be somebody who plays for like an original six franchise or is on TV all the time. I don't know. I just don't. I understand the point, and I don't actually hate PK Subban. Like I understand he's a good dude. He just rubs me the wrong way. He's kind of annoying. I th- I, I agree he's annoying, but I don't know. Great player. I'd love to have him on my, my team. So, uh, last thing NHL in the news. It's not really news because it's been this way the whole summer. Yarmir Yager still doesn't have a contract. He's talking about going playing overseas. All this sort of stuff. I don't get it, man. I really don't. The guy put up decent points last year. He's still – you can't take the puck away from him. He's an absolute legend. If you have young guys in your locker room and shit like that, you're going to want him around to kind of mold them into what's going on. We kind of got into this a little bit last week as well. But Florida fucked him over. I wrote a blog on it today. I think it would be kind of cool if he went to Pittsburgh, if he kind of went back to where his career began. I don't want Pittsburgh to win the Stanley Cup, but if the Rangers lost and Pittsburgh won the Stanley Cup again and it was Jeremy Yagers last year and Sidney Crosby gave him the Stanley Cup, that would be something sweet. Also – it would take away all this whole Mark Andre Fleury bullshit that I've had it absolutely enough of. So that's kind of my take on it. I don't know where he's going to sign. It's be it'd be so fucked if he doesn't play in the NHL one last year. I mean, he clearly wants to play. It'd be something if he wasn't sure. But like, Yarmir Yager shouldn't be like begging for a spot on an NHL team. My issue, I used to be for this, and I think maybe part of it's I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today, and I. Hate literally everything. Yeah, you're in a bad mood. I'm I'm sick in Nashville, and I'm definitely sick of Armin Yager at this point. I mean, like, I get it. He's a living legend. I I agree. I thought like he could go on any team and produce for them, and I thought about it. What's scaring away the contenders from signing to a big contract? Look at his last playoff run with the Bruins. He put up one point. He was dead fucking weight. If he did anything, if he even showed up and wasn't an old piece of shit, maybe the Bruins would have a Stanley Cup. That was very harsh. I take it back. I didn't mean to say that out loud. <laughs> He's still a legend, but like, it, he can't perform in the playoffs the way that he used to. It just It's not there anymore. He's slow. The NHL is moving to a fast pace. I'm surprised that a team like Las Vegas hasn't signed him because that would put butts in the seat, and at the same time, they suck, so what do they have to lose? But it just seems like if you are a contender, I would not go towards Yarmir Yager because four years ago he proved that he couldn't run, make a run to the Stanley Cup, so I have a hard time <coughs> believing that now, a couple years after that, that he could do anything productive in the playoffs, and that's my issue. Sign, I guess, I think he'll get a contract. He's got it. I don't know how well it will work out. I really, I think this will be his last year after this, and I think he realizes that. But if he doesn't play, then whatever. He can be the captain of Czechoslovakia in the Olympics, and that will be cool too. So Fair enough. All right, so that's not much NHL in the news this week. So we're going to move on. New segment, Beer League Frustrations. Uh, if 
found a couple of frustrations that people have, you know, posted online, and we're gonna, I'm just going to read them, and then we're going to kind of read and react because we're both beer league legends. Is that cool with you? Yeah, let it go. All right, we've got a team. We've got a guy on our team that's a pretty good player, big shot, good skating. The puck always seems to find him. He always shows up wearing pro player gear that he gets because he does contracting for a lot of pro players. The guy never skates hard. Anytime he doesn't score, he glides around flexing something like it might hurt or checks his stick blade very carefully, all while ignoring the play that's going on. Rarely passes the puck. Uh, the other night I was behind the play. I lost my stick in the corner. He seals the puck. I get to the post all alone. He hit, keeps his head down, takes a clap from the top of the circle. It goes about 10 feet over the net. And about 90% of the time, uh, he hits a goal in the crest with his big clapper. The worst is being on the shift after him because he takes these long shifts. And uh, usually changes as the other team is breaking into our zone. He's gliding along, checking his stick. So frustrating, so I don't really want to say anything. What do you got on that? I mean, kick him off your team. Yeah? Yeah, this kid sounds like he sucks. If he's shooting the puck into their chest and he's not actually putting up points, that's fine. But, like, what position did it say he was playing? He's a, for, he's a forward. Pretty good player, big shot, good skating. The puck always seems to find him. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a gross move when anybody uses professional gear when they didn't play professional. Mm -hmm. So right off that, that's like a minus 5,000. And the fact that it sounds like he's a good player, but he did 90% of the time he's hitting the goalie in the chest. I mean, you got to be creating rebounds or just passing up the puck. Anybody who's shooting that much and has a 10% shooting clip in beer league hockey should probably hang him up. So that's my take. I think this guy just needs to get off their team. I think beer league-wise, when you go to play a team and somebody has pro stuff on and you're looking at him in warm-ups, you're like, fuck, this guy may have done something. Then when the game starts, it's like, okay, this guy kind of sucks. So no, it's, it's more of a motivation for the other team. He's like, all right, this guy sucks, whatever. Uh, the whole shooting the puck over the net thing, dude, it's beer league hockey. That happens probably 90% just as you said that he does. Uh, I don't know. I say he takes long shifts and like, he sounds like a cancer, dude. I kind of agree. I think get him off your team. Either that or, you know, maybe get him to get everybody else pro gear. Yeah, I mean, if he's helping the team out, I guess you could keep him along. But you're not going to win a championship with that clown on your roster. <coughs> All right, second one. I play wing, but the last few games it feels like I spent an excessive amount of time flying back to cover fire defensemen to prevent odd man rushes. I've made what appear to be some pretty good defensive plays, but I'm getting kind of sick of having to, if you know what I mean. I'm starting to wonder if the D just assume that I'm the fastest guy on the team. They can just hang out at the blue line and take a breather if I'm on the ice. It'd be one thing if these guys were pushing the play, carrying the puck in the zone, but they're not. They're just kind of standing at the blue line trying to uh, scare the puck away from the transition players on the other team. I love my teammates, but it's getting pretty old. Dude, it's fucking beer league hockey, man. You shouldn't be back-checking ever. I don't know what who fucking taught you how to do that, but it's beer league, dude. Stop back-checking. Then you're going to get scored on, and then maybe they're probably going to play a little bit safer. Also, defensemen, shut up. De defensemen, uh, defensemen in the league and beer league, dude. Like, I've never really seen a really a stay-at-home defenseman unless that's exactly what they are. Most defensemen think that they're like Gordy Howe out there and they're doing, you know, rushing the plane and shit like that. I just think this guy needs to stop fucking complaining and stop backchecking. That would be my thing. Yeah, I think it's just a classic case of like every forward ever blaming the defenseman in beer league hockey, and then the defenseman blame the forwards. And you can never win because the reality is it's beer league hockey. Nobody's ever where they're supposed to be. So you just need to get the fuck over it. <coughs> Agree. All right, moving on to the next one. In each of the three games I've been in, there's been at least one fight, which I will describe as quite serious. And one of them was after the game in the parking lot. Classic. Uh, most of the guys are early to mid-20s where I'm in my 30s, and they're probably all coked up. Tot take. There seems to be a bunch of psychopathic criminals in this league. I just don't think I have it in me anymore to tolerate that BS. I just want to play hockey to relax and enjoy the few remaining years of my youth. 
I feel like I'm in kindergarten, the slightest contact in the corner, and everyone gets all worked up, and insults are flying, and the gap between insults and fights is minuscule. I'm not against robustness in hockey, and I actually enjoy when the game is quite physical, but this is just a stupid level. I'm also not against fighting in hockey, but fighting in a beer league in a meaningless game for no reason against young maniacs on cocaine is not what I have in mind when I think of a good and meaningful hockey fight. Again, it's fucking beer league. I don't understand. These people, they must have just joined a beer league this year. This shit happens all the goddamn time. If, if you don't like people running around and, like, he's complaining that people are chirping him. He's complaining that it gets physical and people get pissed off. You know what happens when you drink a beer or a couple dozen beers, dude? You tend to kind of do that shit. I think that you just kind of have to chill out and you're really against cocaine. That would be mine. Well, I would, I would say two things. I've kind of had to change in philosophy as I've gotten older. I kind of think some kids are just fucking dickheads on the ice now, like... Some kid said something to me the other day, and I literally looked at him. I was like, "Do you like? Am I gonna fight you right now, dude? Like, I'm not gonna fight you. Like, I maybe my stick went high. Get over yourself." I think, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think that you kind of need to realize that your team's probably playing fucking dirty. If guys are this pissed off against your team all the time. Like, if you're a scumbag, expect people to treat you like a scumbag. The other thing too, I would say, is like when I was a younger guy, act tough. Like fucking. Throw your dick around. I think older guys, they always have dad strength, whether you realize it or not. As a younger guy, there's a little bit of intimidation going up against a 30-year-old when you're 18 or 19 years old. You have the upper edge mentally. So that kid's actually shitting his pants, and it's more of like a fight-or-flight thing in his head. So you just need to act tough. You don't need to fight. Maybe put a bandana on and fucking let it fly. <laughs> I agree with that. That's a good take, though. Thank you. Last one. Played against the typical hothead last week. He took a slash from a guy who isn't a great skater and lost his mind for the rest of the game. He was throwing elbows, running people along the boards, all kind of crap. Sorry you took a chop in the shin, but that doesn't excuse you for going after everyone's head for the rest of the night. I blame this on your GM. The GM of your team needs to have one guy on the ice that takes care of business like that. Talked about it once, talked about it again. We have this guy named Cowboy. We, we can look at this kid on our beer league team, literally point at somebody, no questions asked, he goes and handles the business. So I think realistically you probably just need an enforcer. Yeah, I mean, usually the realistic thing too is this kid usually is not the toughest kid in the world. Like someone, just give it to him back. I understand that you don't want to get in a fight, but just fucking hack him in the back of the leg once. Push comes to shove if you actually have a good group of teammates, then they're, you're not going to get your ass kicked. Someone will come in if you're not a fighter yourself, so... Figure it out. I mean, it's just hockey. Like, if someone's running around, what do you do? You retaliate. It's not that hard. It's pretty point blank. Yeah. Sounds like these teams are pretty weak. Yeah. You, figure it out. you guys are playing beer league hockey. This is, you need to expect this. I know at the end of the day we all have to wake up the next morning and go to our jobs and shit like that, but, like, you kind of signed up for it, man. This is the closest to the show as people are going to get, so they're going to act like that. Um, all right, now moving on, we're going to voicemails. Uh, we got a couple voicemails. Uh, this week, Hal hasn't listened to any of them. I think I've listened to like two of them. So these are going to be right off the cuff, ready to go. So without further ado, our first voicemail hit it. I'm sweating. All right, Ken, here's a couple questions for you. Pat Valentine. Top five NHL jerseys and why. And another one, you have five songs for your playlist to get you fired up for the game. What would you choose? All right, thank you. Thanks, Pat, for the questions. I really appreciate you calling in all the time. All right, so my top five songs, not in order. 
Uh, first song, Bab O'Reilly by The Who. It's a classic. Um, I appreciate like when the game's just about to start and you're lining up for a face-off, right? And you have that with the piano in the background playing. Yeah, that's yep. that's the go-to. It just reminds me of Brian Boyles in the playoffs when they played the L.A. Kings, taking the opening draw. Yeah, I almost, I almost, I think I base how much I like an NHL franchise based on whether or not that song plays before the team hits the ice. For sure, it's a great song. It's an absolute classic. <laughs> what other songs by the Who are there? That's like the only song it's I like really know. Pinball about. Wizard. There's a the Who had some good songs. That's the only one I really know. So <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bab O'Reilly, dude, Bab O'Reilly, play now. Alright, my second song, Ladies and Gentlemen, you know that song? By like, I don't know if it's Salvia or Saliva. Oh, it's like emo metal. Ladies and gentlemen, please. You know what I'm yes. Definitely on like an NHL hit soundtrack. Uh, I think it was a WWE soundtrack, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Uh, I'm in the same area. I think it was like one of the songs in the playoffs a couple years ago or whatever. But that song just reminds me of the Spencer's quick shout out, Justin. It's like hacking darts and just listening to Saliva with his uncle, you know. Yeah, you definitely. At his grandma's house. You definitely know the kid that came out of the car just kind of reeking of cigarettes on his way to youth hockey. <laughs> and if you asked him what song was playing in his headphones, that could have been it. It could have been it, yeah. So, uh, play that now. My third song goes back to my Hudson Valley days. The Hudson Valley kids really aren't too thrilled with me after writing that uh, opening blog that we really debuted with. But um, Untouched by the Veronicas. Da, 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 da. Yeah. That just that just reminds me of Twisted Tees, Black and Mild, getting seasoned community college, and and you know getting on one knee with the boys. Thoughts? That's all you got. I really don't have a comment for that one. We're just gonna let that one ride though. Alright, we're we're gonna play that one right now. Play. Uh my fourth song, this goes with a shout out to Brian Sisty, my boy from Sienna Hockey. Uh Cobra Starship, Good Girls Go Bad. Yep. When he's like, I know your type, your daddy's little girl. That got me through a lot in life. <laughs> inspirational lyrics. It really it's did. one of those songs that they really sat down and thought about it before right? they produced it. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I can't imagine being in a band and like opening up a song that says, I know your type, your daddy's little girl, and then <laughs> yeah. having to like look at my mom and dad and be like, hey, I'm still here. It's nothing better than listening to a song like that and then looking around the locker and be like, let's go to war. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra Starship play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, daddy's little girl, just take a bite. Let me shake up your world. Uh, and my last song. If you guys get a chance, download this. It's it's called Something Mixtapes by Clint Sparks. It's like three hours long. It's just straight EDM, like house music or whatever. But it's a perfect song to play at a party if like you have the aux cord and you don't want to keep going to your like going to the aux cord because it just plays and plays and plays. Uh, there was this one part when Ludacris comes in, we'll play that. And uh, me and this kid, Jack Mulvaney, Strong Island, New York, in the locker room, 
we used to sing it to each other, dude, and then we'd get the boys going. People would be doing jumping jacks for a pre-stretch. It'd be pretty sick. Thoughts? I, once again, don't have a comment for anything that you just said. All right, well, I think you guys are going to like this. Best part is when, he's, when he says he's on a roll as if, if his pupils were dilated, so check it out. Play. Take another step and get annihilated. I'm on the roll as if my pupils were dilated. Thank God I made it. I'm what they call the best. I rip your fucking heart out of what they call your chest. I'm a beast with it. Disturb the peace with it. Give me a beat and I'll have a lyrical feast with it. Then throw it in the trash and let you finish last. Your life is Scrooge like the ghost of Christmas past. And I'm the Grim Reaper. Prepare to meet your death. You see me on Alright, dude. So, top five songs. You in this, dude? Yeah, I'm in it. In it. It's, it's funny, me. dude. Here I am giving all my attention. I look over. He's on his phone. Oh, it's my turn. So. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> all right. You've been so salty all fucking day. <laughs> so, number one. I got uh, DMX, Rough Riders Anthem. Stop, okay. drop, open up shop. Yeah. Yeah, just like a good one. I, I should have prefaced this. Just so you know, I'm a headphones guy in the locker room. Oh, that's the weird. That's I'm a weird, heavy on the... Heavy on the headphones for at least 20 minutes. Got to get 20 minutes of music I actually want to listen to because I know a couple shitty songs. Well, I know. Come I to. Dude, to me, that's really selfish. Nah. See, it could be selfish, dude, but in the end, to my to my knowledge, when I used to play, was that it was a beneficial thing to the team. So, how may not be a locker room guy? Heard it here first. Keep going. With yeah, I oh, might not oh, wait, be a we'll locker room guy. Play that song out, right? All right, play. Stop. Number two, once again, remind you, these are in my headphones. So I have a pretty, I have a pretty steady like formula. What do I do? First song, DMX, right? So I come out, I'm fucking banging, right? Yeah. I'm feeling good. Second song, I kind of want to transition, but I still want that bang in it. Can I so say I yes? go, yeah. Is it Boston by Alexander? No. CCR, Fortunate Son. Ooh. Yeah. Classic yeah. rock throwback. Dude. Yeah. So you go classic rock, dude. Very right? underrated band. Yeah. CCR is great. Yeah. Play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so play that shit, dude. Uh, third song. So we're going from CCR now. But now this is the third. This is the plateau. This is where I need to mellow out. I'm a little too hyped up. I need to calm down for a couple of minutes. Uh -oh. So I keep it with the classic rock. Yeah. And I go, Tuesday's gone, Leonard Skinner. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now I'm getting emotional. I'm thinking about shit that's going through my head. You're pretty you know? much in the Revolutionary you're, War. Dude. Your life's flashing before war. your eyes. You don't really know what's going on. It's a battle between North and South. We go to war for that. Spin up. Yeah. Everyone everyone in the locker room is just fucking hanging out in my mind right now. Skittered. Yeah, Tuesday's I'm in like gone. a prairie with a shotgun and a dog. Nothing like, wrong with that, dude. Play the dog song. Alright, my number four. So now I just did that. I fucking love Skinner. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Skinner is an all-time classic. So we, we played the Skinner. I'm a little down. Now you get pumped up. So I go Kid Rock Cowboy. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, because now it's kind of the best of the both worlds, right? I kind of threw the classic rock. And I replace it with his shitty rock and replace the Can rap with Can I get, like, super rock. serious before we play this question? Yeah. How many buckle bunnies at the Rodeo Lots of Virginia the Cowboys? <laughs> it's an anthem for a generation, really. So Kid, I'll Kid Rock's running for mayor. Check him out. Vote here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, play it. I bet you'll hear my whistle blowing when my train rolls in. It goes like dust in the wind. I want 
once. No, number five, right? So I just played those four songs. <laughs> well, I'm on a roller coaster of emotion with these songs, to be honest with you. So I've played these four songs, right? I'm looking through my phone. I'm about to, like, go scroll through my library and play, play a fifth song. Yeah. And I say, you know what? I don't need to go very far. And I just play ball with the ball. <laughs> So now here I am. That's the last song, and then I take my I headphones out. To go really far, and then I join the team, right? Yep. So ball at the ball is the last moment I have by myself. What? what uh, when you take your headphones off, what song do you think DJ DJ Doomy's played on? I don't know. There's a Cascade remix probably in the bass. Is well, about what about to drop. the panda song? He loves. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that one panda song. You know what song yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. All right, whatever. Play ball with a ball. <laughs> Pat, I'm glad that you keep calling in, but now that we get into the jerseys, I'm just not going to do what you tell me to do. Don't tell me how to live my life. So I'm going to do um, not NHL jerseys, just regular jerseys. So my first jersey goes to D2 Mighty Ducks, Trinidad Tobago tie-dye jerseys. They were bad at hockey, but when they scored, they did the salsa after their after their thing. They're, I mean, straight cool runnings. You got the Jamaicans, man, and I think their coach had dreads. Like, I think, to be completely honest, the jersey just fit the team. Yeah, dude, I mean, talk about the 90s in Disney, but all the way around, though, solid jerseys, bad team, but it was hard not to pull for them when they're Seriously. out there, yeah. Like, I'm watching them play, and it kind of sucks that they're losing, but I just remember Sanka in the bobsled being like, you dead? You know? Dude, honestly, cool a great those movie, kids look so happy on that team, though, even oh, though they're yeah. getting killed, they're just living it. So shout out to Trinidad and Trinidad Vega, all right. Yeah. My second set of jerseys goes to the movie Mystery Alaska, when they don't really have jerseys, they just wear dark and, and whites, but... They're not brand new jerseys. They're thick jerseys. They keep the boys warm. They're rustic, and I just I like the I like the way they look, man. I, again, another jersey that represents who that team is. Yeah, I mean, they were a little gross. I mean, you wish the patchwork was a little better, but at the same time, you definitely don't. I mean, if we're talking semantics, did they weigh the team down a little bit? Probably sure, but was it needed in the Alaska outdoors? Probably. Can I ask so, a question? Is Alaska even that cold? I don't know. They made it seem like it was the Arctic, but I'm yeah. sure there's somebody out here that's listening to this right now being like, yes, Alaska's cool. If you're from Alaska, hit us up, because <laughs> I would love to hear that shit. Um, my third jersey, uh, if I had to compare this jersey to any jersey in NHL, it would be an original six jersey just because of the way it looks. It's flash. It's not really that flashy. It's just clean. Uh, the Hamilton, um, what the fuck? Hamilton Mustangs, uh, Dean Youngblood's team. The white and the red with yep. Derek Sutton. Yeah. Great movie, great set of jerseys for back in that day. Rob Lowe, stud. That's what I got for that. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, I had a, uh, I had a, uh, who was the captain at Sutton? I had a Sutton player jersey. Shirt. Shout out to Patrick Swayze. Yeah, dude. Big hockey. Swayze was huge in that. That was one of my go-to t-shirts. Unfortunately, it saw too many chicken wings. I had to retire it. Pits started to get a little yellow. But I mean, I kind of liked it because it aged on me too. You know what I mean? Kind of looked like the jerseys. It had the uh, battle wounds on it. Definitely underrated movie. Great jersey when Patrick Swayze is your captain. Can I, mean. I bring up something super random that I just remembered that I haven't told you yet? What? So we're talking about Patrick Swayze. You know how he passed away? Yeah. It reminded me, you know how I'm a huge Alan Thicke guy? Yeah. The other day during Teen Jeopardy, I got an Alan Thicke question right. Okay, so so let's, so let's start. Play, play, the, play the Growing Pains theme song now. I fucking love Alan Thicke, dude. I'm sorry. That really wasn't that relatable. Big Alan Thicke guy. So, I just want to... 
repeat that. So you're pumped up that you got a question about Alan Thicke, right? On fucking Team Jeopardy, I think dude. it just it just shows Teen to everybody Jeff- that like you that guys you, used, you, you guys used to think I wasn't an Alan Thicke guy, and I listened to the Growing Pains theme song probably on repeat for four days straight after he died. No, kid, you're milking it. No, dude, I fucking you. So him. you know as much about Alan Thicke as a teenager who never saw a Steve. Nobody show. got Congrats. it right, dude. Because they're teenagers. Right. That's the point, dude. Fucking losers. That is not impressive. I call that a win. If You're you up, can... dude. What jerseys do you like? I'm, I'm so sick of your shit. <laughs> if you call beating teenagers on Teen Jeopardy a fucking win, dude, you need to reevaluate. Dude, win a, a game of Teen Jeopardy and then fucking talk to me, pal. <laughs> <laughs> kind of went off. All right, keep going. All right, dude. Keep. I don't think. Fuck. You're up, dude. Toronto Maple Leafs, number one. They're the best jerseys of all time. Agree. The blue and white. Uh, not agree all the time. The Maple Leafs. They're nice. <laughs> what are the greatest of all time? Fucking uh, Manhattan, dude. New York Rangers. Dude, no one gives a fuck the about the Rangers jerseys. Are you kidding me? The Rangers jerseys. The Rangers jerseys, home blues are the nicest in the league. Dude, honestly, the Washington Capitals third jerseys are more fucking patriotic. Ew, They're more patriotic here, than dude. your jerseys, fuck dude. Fuck off, man. No the one Cap- cares about the Rangers jerseys. You care so much that you didn't even put them on your list, dude. If they were that great, you would have made a solid argument instead of having that fucking throwaway my argu- list. My, arg- my argument was I couldn't, because Pat said you couldn't name your favorite NHL team, and they're the only good jerseys in the NHL, so that's why I went into the movies, dude, so that's my argument. Suck on that. <laughs> that's such Suck a bad that, argument. Fuck you would have said it anyway. Nope. The New York Rangers jerseys are not that great, yeah, okay. and if you think they're better than the Toronto Maple Leaf jerseys, then you need to fucking ride. Cousin Eddie, dude, I love you, dude, but we have better jerseys than <laughs> The blue and white. It's classic. You got the it's lead. It's got the history. It hasn't been changed like three times. It's top five. You know what? When we, when I play an NHL video game, if I ever get the Maple Leafs as one of them, I just play with the Maple Leafs just because I like their jerseys. I'm honestly going to... I think I'm going to quit the podcast after these fucking hot takes of yours. <laughs> Number two. Please stop talking. The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim from the 90s. Those retro purple ones. They're the best straight out of the movies. Purple or white? Well, it doesn't matter. Home or away, dude. They're a sick kit. Anyway. Yeah. I... Yeah. I tend to say just because I like the purple helmets, I kind of like the aways, but oh, the white, yeah. the white's a really nice setup all the way around. I don't think anybody ever I argues think the that jersey. Are clean. Paul Korea and Team Mussolini mm-hmm. fucking flying off in the sunset in those. Uh, Before we get into your third jersey, Paul Korea, Team Mussolini. When I think of the Ducks back then, those are like the only two players I can really name. Who else was on that fucking? Well, team? that dude, that's like the beginning of their them? franchise. That's why they weren't that good. Man. And then they had the Niedermeyer, the Niedermeyers when Pronger? they almost Niedermeyer went to the and Pronger? Pronger? Was Pronger on the Ducks ever? No, remember the other Niedermeyer? Yeah, Pronger was on the Ducks, but I don't... I think not during that time. No? I think that's when Paul Creel was gone. Okay, all right. But I you digress. All right. My third best jerseys in the NHL, because I stuck to the rules. The Winnipeg Jets, um, they, remind, they remind me of a jersey that I could create in franchise mode on <laughs> NHL. Uh, it makes me feel good about myself, kind of like how Ked likes when he gets Teen Jeopardy questions right. It makes me feel good about myself that I think I, too, with a PS4, could create an NHL team's franchise jerseys. They have the stupidest logos. <laughs> I can totally see them just putting, like, Dude, a here's jet the thing. there. Here's the thing, though. Some expansion teams, like, try a little too hard. They they just, like, didn't keep do anything. Keep it simple. Yeah. All you have to do is keep it simple and buy into whatever the but fuck then, you're But the Jets kept it very simple. Simple yeah, Jack. Like clip art. It was Simple Jack. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... I mean, it's just kind of a morale victory for a guy like me. So, uh, yeah, those are my three: Toronto Ducks, Winnipeg, not the Rangers. Hope you like that, Pat. Next voicemail. Get that played. Get that ready. Y'all impress. Very good. <coughs> okay, I have another question. Oh, uh, Pat's Pat back. Company. Patty. Besides your favorite teams or home arena, what would be one arena you would go to over and over again? Because you would love that or 
went to that arena so much. For example, for mine is the Bell Center. <laughs> it's a historic hockey club. Canada loves their Gross. And it always has my favorite beer, Molson Export on tap. <laughs> and it's just a very vibrant culture up there in Montreal. Okay. And that'll be it for me. I'll hang up and listen to you guys talk about it. Thank you. Bye. All right. Uh, favorite rank to play in. Does that have to be NHL rank? I think it said to go to. Definitely not to play. Do some NHL rings, then your favorite ones to go to also. Uh, all right, favorite NHL rink? I mean, I've only really been to the Garden, but rinks that kind of get it going, I kind of agree. Bell Center is super, super loud. Uh, I think it'd be kind of cool to go to Minnesota and watch the Wild play because th- those people love their fucking hockey there. I don't like the Wild, but I respect their fans and what they have going there. So I would say probably the – what's that, the XL Energy Center? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would say that. I mean, they packed the place for a high school hockey championship, so – that would that would, NHL rink wise that would be mine. Do you know yours yet, or because I can go to non NHL rink too? What's your non NHL rink? Uh, definitely either the eighty rink, the nineteen eighty rink. If you guys never played there before, that place is fucking sick. Fun fact: I scored the last goal there before they took down the old scoreboard. No big deal. Um, and then other than that, definitely uh, the Civic Center in Glens Falls, New York. You guys ever get a chance to check that out? Hit up Heritage Hall. Heritage Hall. That that would be my other one. So what do you what do you got? Well, I just want to say first off, love that you call in Pat, but I would never step foot in the Bell Center. That's just a bunch of bullshit. I look, I get it. They put on like a thirty minute theatrical performance on the ice. They have like they <coughs> the bring sweet out light show. yeah the sweet light show. The kid with the Everyone's singing U two. Everyone's wearing <laughs> scarves. They bring out the dead corpse of Guy Lafleur. I don't know if he's alive or dead. It smells so bad in there too. It's just I don't know. I just think it's it's obviously probably like a cool atmosphere, but like I wouldn't want to talk to anybody in there. I don't. It's just probably the Bruins fan coming out of me. I just the last place I ever want to go is the Bell Center in Montreal. Uh, but if I have to go for any team, it would be the Bell MTS Place in Winnipeg. Um. I think they fit. It's a small rink. It's a pretty trashy rink, too. They can only fit, like, 15,000 people in it. Um, it's loud. It's all hell. There's nothing to do in Winnipeg other than to drink and get shelter from the frostbite. Like, it's it's just an atmosphere like no other than me because it's so packed, and their teams have been so bad, but they're so passionate. So I think I would want to go up to Winnipeg or really any of the other West Coast NHL teams minus Vancouver. Uh, I think Calgary – I, oh, that'd be cool. Calgary would be it's cool. It's not the Saddle Dome anymore, right? No. And, yeah, and then I think uh, Edmonton's new arena looks pretty awesome, too. So any of those three would probably be my pick. It's kind of sad. We pretty much just mentioned every Canadian team except for Ottawa because no one wants to drive 40 minutes to the suburbs to see a team that has no fans play. So. You can skate the river, though. Uh, honorable mention, I hate this team, but remember a couple years ago, like, an article came out how, like, this lady was at an Islanders playoff game, and she said that she got knocked up at the Coliseum, and that's why she has, like, a kid. I think there were a shit ton of hand jobs given out at the Coliseum, so that'd probably be a pretty electric atmosphere. Yeah, Nassau Coliseum is pretty cool, too. It's kind of like Winnipeg's ring, where you don't know what you're going to get. Like, there's rats and hand jobs all over the place. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I would go back to that. I mean, That's hockey. That is hockey. Playing in a rink that Jay-Z built for acoustics and put a fucking Kia Soul in the stands is not hockey. So maybe the Islanders will figure that out one day. All right, moving on to your next voicemail. Hey, Ken and Hal. It's Stuart from Wisconsin. What's up, Stu? I was just wondering if you 
could bang any player's wife, who would it be? Um, you give me number one, top three, top five, and I need player's wife. Top five, top three, top one, who you bang. Welcome you guys' podcast. Have a good one. Thanks, Stewie, from Wisconsin. Is that where you said he was? Um, okay. Going to just rattle him off. Carrie Underwood, hands down, number one. But I don't think she really counts just because, like, that's everybody's number Has one. Has Carrie Underwood ever made a banger? Yeah, dude. Name it. Me, Before dude? he cheats, dude? That's not a banger. Yes, that's a banger. You're kidding? <laughs> not a banger. Every time yeah, that song comes on the here, every time that song comes on the radio, I either turn the station oh or drive my, my car into a ditch. God, man! All right, so Carrie's number one. Yeah, number Ruben Stutter Clay. Ruben? I can name like fifteen American Idol stars that are better than her. My uh, oh, she has so many. She's so fucking hot. She has Cowboy zero. Casanova, Cowboy Casanova, dude. That's a good song. You think Clay is better than Clay? The day the no, he's just being grumpy. Just the day I sit in my car and listen to a female country singer is the That's day true. I probably. Pass. Fit a pass. <laughs> uh, my number two, Sheldon Sure's wife, Kelly Kelly. She was a WWE diva. You couldn't handle a WWE diva. Probably not, but she's <laughs> she's super hot. Uh, number three, TJ Oshie's wife, the little blonde. They have a cute little family. Goals. Um, I mean, who else? Hot wives. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's wife was like a huge, huge actress back in like what the eighties. Probably I think her name's Janet. She was pretty hot. But I'm not even going to take the mom. I'm going to take Paulina. Paulina's got a tattoo of 99 right by her badge, so that's a pretty big power move. Uh, yeah. So that's not – that's like incest. That's a power move, though. That's pretty incestual. She, she's caught – dude. Oh, I spelled it wrong. I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. She, she's calling her badge the great one. That's the way I look at it. Right? 99, the great one right above it? That's what I would say. And then are you going to say what he put up? No. Um, and then you have the, uh, Sean Avery, Sloppy Seconds, Alicia Cuthbert. She's in a new show called The Ranch on Netflix. Check it out. Free ad. Pretty good, Actually, pretty good show. Stop. You don't watch The Ranch. Yes, I do, dude. With Ash and Kutcher. Yeah, and Hyde from That 70s Show, dude. Jesus. That show's sick. You should watch. It's actually pretty funny. Um, so those would be my top five. Uh, I don't know how many you have. But. I don't have. I definitely don't have a top five. I mean, I don't know too many players' wives. Obviously, Eric Comrie used to get with Hillary Duff. I feel like Disney girls are kind of got that bad girl side to them. Lizzie McGuire, man. Yeah. I mean, if you look at all the Disney girls, they really panned out to be crazy bitches, dude. I mean, you have Hillary Duff, Selena Gomez, Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana, yeah, and shout- Grande, Ashley Tisdale, Ariana Grande. Shout out to uh, that Mighty Ducks goal who just got out of jail today, and then he just got arrested for meth, so he's Goldberg. back in the he's yeah. back in the slinger. Oh, we should have talked about that. Really. Uh, but no, I guess my only answer would be Brett Hedekin, good, great stay-at-home defenseman, won a Stanley Cup, brought it to Raleigh where no one cares, married uh, Kristen Yamaguchi, we were, I was talking about this with Murray the other night, I mean, you can't argue with a fucking gold medal cooter, so, I mean, that's world class, she won gold medals for the United States of America, she can skate, your kid's gonna... He's going to have the mold of the def- – dad's a defensive <coughs> defenseman. Mom's got the figure skating. Kenny Wu. <laughs> I think at some point that pans out to a second-line center who has some offensive finesse from his mom but at the same time gets down and dirty in the corners. And really, when you're, when you're trying to find the perfect wife, all you're trying to do is breed, right? We're just animals. We're just trying to breed the perfect specimen. So, so Yeah. All right, so those would be the lives. But we respect women on the show. 
You didn't have to say that. I'm going to go on the record and say I don't ever like getting lit up. <laughs> well, I think that caller has some type of, I don't know, what's the word Be I'm careful. looking for? <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when you're into, like, kinky stuff. Fetish. Fetish. A fetish for pain. Maybe he's into what Rihanna's into. Chains and whips. So, I mean, shout out to Lysha Kill. I, personally, I mean, making a big hit's obviously the best. But anytime you can get it, if you're going to assist on that, I mean, pad the stats and you score a goal, it doesn't hurt that. I mean, if you're smart, it doesn't really hurt that much to get a hit. And the best part is it hurts the other person more. I mean, all you got to do is if, you, if you're going to get a hit, just throw out a little speeder or something like that. I mean, and you're getting the glory. Contact. Yeah, it's all about initiating contact. So I think I'm actually with the caller on that one. I would take the hit and make the play. Uh, I would definitely rather just lay somebody out. I have a quick question for you. Selfish. So let's say 5-3 game, you scored the second goal, right? Would you rather score the, score the second goal in a 5-3 game or just absolutely devastate somebody at sunrise? Is that empty net goal? Is that it's what you're saying? second goal. No, you win 5-2, you win but you, only, you scored the second goal, so it doesn't really matter that much. Would you rather score a second goal that doesn't really matter to the game, or would you rather just devastate somebody in center ice? Does that even matter? Well, a 5-2 goal probably would matter to the game, because at that point in the game, at most, you only had a one-goal lead. So at that point, you're building a lot of okay. momentum. Let me. Okay. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> would you rather score a goal that doesn't fucking matter? Well, that goal does matter. Goal? Okay, not that goal. Well, you got to come up with a better scenario. <laughs> If it was 8-1. Eight, 8-1, one. Eight, one, yeah. And you score the sixth goal. Is that better for you? Five-goal lead's the toughest lead in hockey? I mean, I think get, I'd rather light somebody up. I, I, there's nothing better than absolutely fucking devastating somebody. Like, I'm talking yard sale. Like, this kid gets just fucking dumb. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would probably go for the big hit in that scenario. But if someone didn't score that many goals, I think that goal might have been kind of nice. So Yeah. Fair. All right, and then I think this is the last voicemail that we got of the day. So here's this one. Cheers, Hal. Big fan here. Got a little bit of a two-part question for the boys. First, if you were going to assemble this ultimate dump and chase line in the NHL, who would be your two line mates? And the second part is, what two D-men would you pick if you had any choice to get the butt glass down for you to chase it down? Cheers. Okay. So can, you, can you repeat the second part of that question? The, the second part of the question is uh, two defensemen on the ice that can get the puck out of the zone. Okay. All right. Uh, four checking wise, I mean, who disrupts the fucking four check? Um, Cal Clutterbuck. He can get in hard on the on the four check. I wouldn't mind being next to him. He's gonna lay some serious bodies, and he's fast out there. <laughs> um, second, second four besides Cal Clutterbuck. Um, I mean, who who's just who who's just like a pest? You know what I'm talking about? Who's just like a super fast guy that gets in there and hits? It's a tough call, dude. This it is. is I, mean, I know. This is your list, not mine. 
Uh, all right, so I'm going to go Cal Clutterbuck, and then my second forward I would like to have in his prime when he's not hurt all the time, Ryan Callahan did some serious work on the forecheck. So in his prime, I wouldn't mind being out there with Callahan and Clutterbuck. I feel like they, they could do some damage. So those would be my forwards. I'm going to think of the D while you list your forwards. All right, well, my first forward would probably be Matt Martin because once he goes in there, every D-man is trying to get the puck out as soon as fucking possible because he's just going in there throwing elbows. Low key, you miss Boomer Sison's daughter as one of the hottest, probably gonna oh, be wife call. of NHL good players. Good call, Sydney Sison. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Ah, uh, it's definitely Matt Martin because he actually can skate and he just mucks it in the corners. <laughs> Second one, no longer in the NHL, but in his prime, I'll kind of go like the with you said. Uh, a little bit of a homer pick as a Bruins fan, Danny Paye. Oh my god, guy was <laughs> six feet one seventy five, hands of stone, but he was kind of like a horse, a horse race or. A fucking thoroughbred Jesus. I can't speak. You just put the blinders on him. He goes 100 miles per hour, and he's just throwing his body into the boards. Doesn't matter where he's at. You need a guy with fucking point-blank speed that can get in there in any situation. So Danny Pye is my forward. Uh, my first defenseman, I think it's easy, Hal Gill. Not really that fleet of foot, so his bread and butter was always getting the puck out of the zone. So I'd go Hal Gill, my first uh, defenseman. And then my second defenseman, Probably going to go Racco Gudis just because he doesn't really have that much skill. He's going to try to get the puck out. If he doesn't get the puck out, he's going to kill somebody. So I'm going to go Hal Gill and Racco Gudis. I am completely confused by your answers. Can we please repeat the second part of that oh, question shit. again? Because I don't think – wasn't it the two defensemen that you would want? So you're trying to chase them down? No, no, no. no. I think the two defensemen you want on the ice with you to get the puck out. Of your zone, that's what I think. On your team. Oh, well then, number one would be Eric Carlson, because that guy can send a puck fucking anywhere on a rope, and he can skate it out himself. Uh, Number two, I mean, it could be anybody like Eric Carlson. Roman Yossi has a really good first pass. I didn't know we were going good players. Well, I thought that was the question. I was trying to be efficient. I'm going to go with... Well, I'll do a homer pick again. I'll do Charlie McAvoy. I mean, the kid can do it all. He's 20 years old. He's going to win the Collar Cup next year. Uh, in a couple of years, he'll probably be in the Eastern Conference Final, being the Rangers' his favorite team growing up. His dad already has Rain- Bruins flags flying out of their shop in Long Island. It'll just be good to see him beat his hometown team, and I, I think he just makes a great first pass. He always has his head on the swivel. It'll be nice when the Bruins don't make the playoffs. That's right, dude. Remember when they won a Stanley Cup and you weren't even a Rangers fan? Oh. <laughs> 94, dude. You were like five years old. You ruined for the Florida Panthers. People don't forget. Pe- people don't forget, dude, that I, I had to go. I had a, like bedtime at 8 o'clock at night, and around 9.30 I'd get woken up to fucking a messy the sheriff screaming in the, in the living room. Doesn't, make, come out here doesn't make a difference. You had a Scott yeah, Mellonby poster yeah, on your wall. I didn't have, do you think I had a Scott Mellonby? But he's never been on a poster in his life. He wasn't a good player, dude. <laughs> wow, that was like the most out of left field thing I've ever heard. I love them, but that's—I've never had a favorite player who's sick. That just went on my top five list of like most outrageous statements of all time. Scott Mellonby, Scott Mellonby was a great player. He wasn't dude. like a perennial player. Though. Oh man, you're gonna make me look this up right now. Well, I mean, I'm just—is Scott Mellonby like a fucking Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid? Or anybody else who's sick? Is he a Jamie Benner type? No, dude. He had huge shoulder pads. It looked like he didn't have a neck, and he played the game the right way. That's why I like Scott Mellonby. Oh, and here comes a statistician. I'm just Coming saying. out of the woodwork. The one cool thing about Scott Mellonby, though, is you know how they throw rats on the ice in Florida? Yeah. Do you want to know why they do that? 
Because they suck? No, because in the middle of the playoffs, there was a rat in their locker room, and Scott Mellonby killed it with a hockey stick and flung it across the locker room. You know, that sounds like someone who was a Florida Panthers fan, not a Rangers fan, throwing that stat Scott at me. Scott Mellonby fan, dude. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. All right, those are our voicemails, guys. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Uh, now we're going to do three stars. Sure. So DJ Zumi took a road trip out to Rochester uh, today to um, try out for Survivor. So our, our three stars are the top three players in the NHL that you would like to see on Survivor. Is that correct? Yeah. All right, you go first. Number one, number one would be the Sedin sisters. Um, just to watch them cry a lot. I don't think they've ever not had lotion and Zimas on deck wherever they go for the last 15 years. You can't wear a turtleneck out on an island when you're trying to survive and hunt boar. So I could see them maybe... <laughs> Fin a pass, maybe the ambulance has to take him away. It'd be a good scene. One of them would trip over a stick, claim that a Bruin tripped him or something. All in all, I hate the Sedin sisters, so I threw that in there. Number two, Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand's a big game hunter. When he was on the uh, World Cup team the other year, uh, Babcock was talking about how uh, Marchand, the only thing he talked to him about was hunting. You need a guy like that. He's also a rat. Rats do really well. In shows like that, anybody who can get under the skin of others, stir the pot. You know the producing team's going to say, don't vote this guy out. He's got the ratings going up. The Corinne. Hey. The, the Corinne from the... Yeah. yeah. Everyone hates him because they ain't him. So, yeah. I mean, that big nose would be crushing it. Last one, Jack, Jack Eichel. He knows how to play the political game. Uh, if you think about it last year, he got like he got the GM, like the coach fired. He got he got everybody fired. Strategy. Yeah, big strategy guy, big alliance guy. He thinks he runs the shit at all times. I think he would make it pretty far just because he's a crybaby. <laughs> all right, those are good answers. My first answer is JT Miller because like Marshand, he's a big uh, hunter. He hasn't has, killed anything, that, though. That, that's the funny part is he has a uh, – <laughs> I forget what brand it is, but he has a deer tattoo on his forearm, but it, it's been – in a bunch of different podcasts and articles, he's actually never shot a deer. So I like a guy that plays the role. Uh, he's a pretender, just like I am. So JT <laughs> Miller, for sure, number one. Number two, you're going to love this answer, Brent Burns from the San Jose Sharks. Just because he looks like a caveman, he likes snakes, he wouldn't be worried in the woods, I think he'd be pretty useful out there. I think he'd go far. And then lastly, John Tortorella. I don't think there's there would be a more electric person on a thing, Survivor, like John Tortorella. He would scream at people. He He's an alpha male. Everybody else would be a beta. John Tortorella is an alpha male until his dog has the flu and he has to go miss a game. I don't. You can say that, but his, his son's also an Army Ranger, so I'm sure he probably has some of that in his system as well. So Army Ranger, alpha, I'm going to go towards. That's fair. I mean, Brett Burns is a gross pick, I think. I just did it because I know you want to like it. I don't. I don't. I don't think Brett Burns is a pretty boy. If you go back, he used to have frosted tips like six years ago. Now I'm supposed to believe he's George of the Jungle. Like, give me a break, dude. I don't. I don't think he would do well. Obviously, he has pet snakes. Has he ever killed the pet snake? Fucking doubt it. Probably feeds him mice that he orders off Amazon. That's a far cry from being in the woods <laughs> trying to survive. So while he's dilly dallying around the fucking San Diego Zoo with his family with his shirt off, acting all zany. I'd like a couple guys out there that actually be mixing it up, kind of like DJ Zumi. Hopefully his audition went well today, and he actually drove out to Rochester. You, you know who would be really funny is uh, Joe Thornton, just because he'd be like that crazy guy, just like smoking spliffs and playing like the guitar by a fire. Great fisher. He would just go out there. And, <laughs> he would awesome. just go out there and fish all day. Yeah, I could, I could totally see that. He probably listens to the fish too. I hope Jumbo Joe's listening, even though I know you he's need not. A, you need a fish guy on Survivor. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it's it's very true. Ideal. Yeah. So I think. For that, I think that's the podcast this week.
Thanks. We did everything right. You have anything else that you want to talk about or discuss while you're feeling hot right now? No, that's pretty much it. I don't really. I mean, this is like last week. I was talking about how there's so many good stories in the middle of summer. Like this week stunk. Yeah, we got shit on. I'm super bored. We have like 30 days till training camp starts. Like there's no good hockey or nothing going on. Like everyone's just kind of hiding and training. And Rangers are jumping out of pools because they're losers. So. That's pretty much all I got. I'm sorry, we're not getting fucking Chinese tattoos on the Great Wall, dude. So that that was expanding the game, dude. Read a book. Yeah. Uh, that what was, do you mean, dude? China the... China has more people than anyone else in the world. China would be dope at hockey. They have the money and the people. You ever they seen... have the size too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, they're if they actually hook onto hockey, that's gonna be huge for the game. And then you know what's gonna happen? What's all of a sudden, happen? it's we're gonna be like the NBA, where we have all these different countries. We can hit Asia. All of a sudden, our game actually expands, and we're making bank. So thank you, Boston Bruins. Thank you. Yeah, go get go get some Chinese symbols, tattoos, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks for ch- tuning in this week. We'll 94. be back next week. Take it easy, guys. Goddamn, 
I know you love to make an entrance Do you like getting paid or getting paid attention? You mix the wrong guys with the right intentions In the same bed, but it still feel long distance You're looking for a little more consistency But when you stop looking, you gon' find what's meant to be And honestly, I'm way too done with the hoes I cut off all my exes for your ex and O's I feel my old flings was just preparing me When I say I want you, say it back, parakeet Fly your first class through the air, Airbnb I'm the best you had, you just be comparing me to me I'ma add this at you if I put you on my phone and uploaded it, it get maximum views I came through in the clutch more than lipsticks and phones Wore your faith cologne just to get you alone Don't be afraid to catch pills Don't be afraid to catch these pills right